Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Et fugianchio derunt eum a face eius. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered and let all those who hate him flee from before his face. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. Let's get started with a prayer. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Sancta Michael Archangel defendernos in proelio contra nequitiam et insidias diabolias opraecidium. Imperatuli Deus, supplicus supercamor, tuque princeps militae calestis, Santana maliosque, spiritus malignosque, ad perditionem animarum, pervegantur in mundo, divina virtute, in infernum detrude. Amen. Cor Jesus sacratissimo miserere nobis, Mater dolorosa ora pro nobis, Sancti Iosif ora pro nobis, Beatus Carolus et Domo Austriae ora pro nobis. Domini ostende facem tuum et salvi erimus, Ave Maria Purissima, Immaculata Conceptio Est. In nomine Patris, Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. <clears throat> For the record, I'm not sick. I know that felt a little bit weaker to actually open up with that prayer. You could say, after a manner, I'm distraught. It's been providential that the series of recordings have been talking about the institutional church and institutions, governments, and etc., and the overall sort of uh, concepts, the things that we've sort of glommed onto in hopes of being able to preserve a lot of the strictures and structures that we've established over time. And I say we've established over time, but in all, in all honesty, I'm talking mostly about the traditions that have been passed on and sort of built upon by our ancestors and I'm not really talking about Christ's church because Christ's church lasts forever and the church he established lasts forever. It is indefatigable, infallible, indomitable, invincible. He's the one who set it in place. But as for the rest of us who are actually human and part of the mystical body of Christ, there are many ways in which we can be vinced or domed or etc. <clears throat> and it's happening across the church today because part of the reason why I'm distraught is actually getting a really good synopsis and I want to give a hat tip to Remnant TV and the under the Remnant Underground 
uh, Michael Matt's channel that he actually has at remnant-tv.com. Um, you can now you can find it on YouTube to be sure, but let's be real. If you really want the uncensored, un, un-YouTubeified censorship version, then you really want to actually just go to the website because it's just better. But he did a really, really great synopsis talking about all of the all of the things that seem to be falling apart, the Catholic institutions, the schools, the universities, the churches, the hospitals, all of the things that we used to do, all of the things that fell to the church, and that I and and no joke, even as a libertarian, when I was arguing for maximum license, maximum licentiousness, maximum freedom. I was still arguing that the government had no business in any of those departments. They had no business teaching morality. They have no business, you know, running hospitals. They have no business running schools. People who are actually interested in doing it for the sake of educating the kids, for the sake of educating the kids in the faith, in morals, in virtue, those people should be the ones who are actually doing it. And so when it comes to the quote-unquote school system, the federal school system and the state school systems need to be abolished. The county school districts and all of that other crap, they need to be destroyed. Delenda. Because it's clearly not up to the task. And once upon a time, Holy Mother Church was up to the task. Once upon a time, Holy Mother Church did all of those things and they did it for free. You didn't have to worry about, what you call it, um, tuition. You didn't have to worry about going into the emergency room of a Catholic hospital and having to pay a bill. And you can make your arguments for or against orphanages. But one thing's for absolutely certain. A Catholic orphanage is a damn sight better than government foster care. And this is nothing against the foster parents. The people who actually volunteer, who try to do this out of the goodness and the charity within their hearts. This is absolutely against the foster care system as established by the state. You're going to sit there and tell me that a bunch of nuns and, and priests and religious brothers, monastics, you're going to sit there and tell me that they're somehow worse than the foster care system? Because remember that that is actually the, the choice when you're talking about systems to take care of children who are left out in the cold. left out in the cold, not stolen by the government. Which, oh yeah, by the way, is kind of what the foster care system's like. Because when CPC, Child Protective Services, or whatever the hell they call it in your state, when they come a-knocking, and they come to get your kid, guess what happens? They get your kid, they go off to foster care, and you have to prove that you're a good parent. To who? To the state. To the state which has proven, for the last century at least, if not more, that they have zero moral compass. Their moral compass is made with a piece of tin. Incapable of being calibrated. Incapable of actually pointing to true north. It just sort of wishes and wiggles around there. Just sort of woo-woo-woo-woo-woo. Because it's clearly, as has been evidenced, and you can talk, you oh, well, surely it was like this. No, it was always like that. 
I served in the military with kids who grew up in foster care, and you know what happened? Most of them got kicked out. Why? Because they were wounded and destroyed enough that they could not even, they could not even serve in combat. The most heinous, horrific thing that a human being can have to do to another set of human beings is to go to war, and these people were incapable of serving in that capacity. By and large, obviously not all of them, but the vast majority, the vast majority, You compare that to an orphanage, to a Catholic orphanage. Is the Catholic orphanage really that much worse? Or is it just a meme that has been popularized by a secular society who wants to make sure that the church doesn't actually get to do anything because it's all for the state. The state should be mommy and daddy and sister and brother. Is your auntie your uncle? Never mind the fact that they've proven to be the creepy uncle for the last 30 years easily. Never mind the fact that they've, they've proven themselves absolutely not committed at all to the welfare or salvation of the souls of the children who end up in their care, who they steal. They promote the destruction of the family. Oh, No-fault divorce. Hey, that's a government thing. Surely it can't be anybody's fault. Surely it has nothing to do with adultery or other crimes or abuse or anything like that. And no, it's no fault. It's nobody's fault. And the mother and the mother gets the child and the daddy pays child support. And if he gets uppity about it and wants to raise his own kids, well, guess what? We'll make sure he never sees his kids again. That's the government. That's the government system. And every father who has been through the divorce system, knows that that's the case. They know that that is true. That's the government destroying lives since 1776. Actually before, but since I'm in America, we're going to go with 1776. You want free health care? Huh, here's an idea. Get a bunch of devoted, devout Catholic nuns to run a hospital. There's your free health care. The best care money can't even buy because they do it for the love of God. They do it for they do it for far more than your piddly little pittance of a paycheck. They do it because their spouse asks them. They do it out of love, not just for you, but of but for God. Principally for God. In all honesty, you're just a human being, so while they do love you in charity, eh, you're, you're basically incidental. Because you don't actually, because if they were going to do it for love of you alone, they probably wouldn't do it. But if they did it for the love of God, then you get the best care that money can't even buy. Oh, but who's going to design all the new technologies? Yeah, because Big Pharma's done a great job with that. You want to look through the catalog of things in the in the major medical industry? Oh, but we've got the best healthcare ever, do we? Really? Then how come everybody's still grabbing them? Oh my goodness, healthcare costs too much. It costs too much because you got rid of the nuns. Stupid. Oh, but the nuns don't do abortions. Well, why would the nuns do abortions? It's against Catholic social teaching. You bloody murdering savage. 
but they don't support contraception. Again, why would they support contraception, you bloody, murdering savage? Oh, that's right, you want to get your rocks off, you don't want to have to pay for it. You don't want oh, you don't want to have to be burdened with a child because God because a child isn't a gift from God, it's a burden. It is a burden. Well, you know why it's a burden? It's because you're too interested in you're too interested in titillating your own genitalia to be worried about the aftermath, the effects, and actually being a responsible, virtuous adult. You want all these things, but you want them for free. Well, there was only one place willing to give them to you for free. Think about it. The orphanages? The orphanages are actually the answer to abortion. All you got to do is just endure the nine months, pop out the kid, and hand it off to a Catholic nun. Orphanage? Duh. I mean, if you really want to be that much of a degenerate, you can, you can do the orphanage thing. But I can guarantee you that once you have the kid, you maybe you might be, maybe might just dial back that degenerate thing. But government doesn't want you to dial back that degenerate thing, which is why they legalized abortion in the first place, and they shut down all the all the Catholic orphanages, and they manage to just wash away all of the Catholic hospitals, the Catholic hospitals, the Catholic schools, the Catholic universities. Oh well, you couldn't possibly don't teach the faith because that would just be terrible. You need to be inclusive. You need to be diverse. You need to be equitable. You need to be a listening church. Go pound freaking sand. The world is not a better place because of the loss of the church in society. And to every idiot degenerate out there who thinks that it's better because the Catholic church isn't, isn't actually out there into, in society doing its thing, For you, I point to Baltimore, Chicago, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Portland, Seattle, New York, Boston. You name one city, one city where life is better than it was as a medieval peasant. Name one. I'll wait. bishops, you spineless, faithless cowards. Under normal circumstances, this is a point where I would insert, and I would say, not all of them. Under normal circumstances. But I'm unconvinced. Sure, we had 70 plus bishops go out and they wrote, they wrote to the Germans and said, hey, you guys are in danger of schism. Well, guess what? They responded, they don't care. Here, let me answer it for you in Italian. This is what the German Conference of Catholic Bishops said. Menefrego. We're in danger in, we're in danger of schism, but menefrego. Oh, let me put it in Spanish in case you didn't understand. You're in danger of schism. Hmm, no me importa. We don't care. We don't care that we are in danger of schism because you're the schizzy ones. You're the ones who are actually, actually trying to hold on to the Catholic faith. We're ashamed of the Catholic faith because we believe that nothing good ever came out of the Catholic faith. Really? Idiots. This is how I know you're lost.
This is how I know all of you are lost. All of you in miters, every single last one of you, if you do not stand up and actually do something, defend the... We're not talking about write a letter. Oh, we're going to write a letter. We're all going to sign it. And then we're going to pray that the German bishops, they go ahead and dial it back. Look, schmucks, you couldn't even get the Pope to answer the dubia. So maybe, just maybe, a little bit more action in defense of the faith is necessary. Just maybe. Now, for some reason, you pendejos are the one are the are the ones with the grace of office to be able to ordain and consecrate more bishops. So one of you needs to get off your duff and start doing it and maybe consecrate a couple of younger ones. Some bishops that are, you know, some priests that are actually alive with the faith. I mean, you guys aren't going to do it. And I got to, like, look, I like Cardinal Burke. I like Archbishop Cordelione. I like Archbishop Vigano. I like Bishop Schneider of Kazakhstan. I like Cardinal Braunmuller. I think he's still alive. I hope he's still alive. But you bishops, excellencies and eminences, what are you doing to defend the faith? Oh, you're coming out and you're putting out a little protest here and there. You couldn't even get the president of the USCCB to stand up. You, Archbishop Cordelione, couldn't do it. You couldn't get Cardinal Subich to buy in. You couldn't get <clears throat> what Cardinal Wilton Gregory to buy in. No, you couldn't get any of them to buy in. No, you got, you know, what, 14 what is it, 14, 15 bishops? Maybe 18 or 20? I don't know. I don't know how many U.S. bishops actually signed that letter, but that's cool. You signed a letter. Great. What did it do? Because from this perspective, from my vantage point, you saw nada. It did nothing. It did absolutely nothing. Nothing. I do apologize for that giant truck that decided to drive by just now, right as I was saying it did nothing, but whatever. You want to do something? Here's an idea. Why don't you consecrate one of the bishops of the Fraternal Society of St. Peter? Why don't you consecrate a, a priest as bishop from the FSSP, the Institute of Christ the King Sovereign Priest, the Institute of the Good Shepherd? Maybe consecrate one of the Passionist bishops? Oh, by the way, this goes out, this goes out to the bishop who is supposedly the bishop of my diocese as well. Not that I attend any of his churches because all of his churches are milk toast. They talk about the Catholic faith. They talk about the richness of the Catholic faith. They don't actually say anything to call you to live out the Catholic faith. And this is even the good ones. I am seven minutes away from a parish with a priest who, who is at least intellectually capable of talking about the goodness of the faith. But he is not at all good at managing to call people to live it out. And I'm inclined to say that that's exactly what the Bishop of Great Falls Billings wants. You can talk about the faith. You can talk about the beauty of the faith. Just don't actually expect a single freaking Catholic to live it. You want to impress me, bishops? Don't sign a letter 
Consecrate fighters. Consecrate priests who are willing to take the battle, who understand that this is a battle between good and evil, that understand that this is a war between the, between the world, the flesh, and the devil, and God. Because I'll be blunt. I wouldn't take not a one of you to war. Not one. Not the best, not the best, most ardent, most pro-faith of you. Not a single freaking one of you. Not not Bishop Strickland. Not bit well, maybe Bishop Schneider. Maybe. But if I were fighting a fight, if there were bullets going down range and bullets coming back up range at me fiery darts, as it were, the arrows of the evil one, I am unconvinced that not a single, I am unconvinced that a single one of you would actually be able to help me. How many of you would actually participate in an exorcism yourself? Because that's actually the sort of thing that it takes. Like, legit. None of you are into the fight. You're into looking good and keeping your mitre and make sure, oh, but if the Pope, blah, 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 anything, let me be blunt. If you're defending the Catholic faith, if you're promoting the Catholic faith, if you are actually following the Catholic faith, the one that was known, the same one preached by St. Paul, the same one preached by St. Peter, the same one preached by St. Peter Damien or St. John of the Cross or St. Teresa of Avila. Well, she didn't do preaching, but whatever. You get, you get my meaning. The same one as St. John Capistrano. If you did the same sort of preaching, like them, like Bishop Athanasius, Bishop Nicholas of Myra, like the legit, hardcore, died-in-the-wool, just totally on fire for Christ saints, if you did any of that, and the Pope struck you down, it would be illicit, it would be illegitimate, it would be invalid. And you know this, man! Oh, they're in schism, so what? Because here's the fact, you're not the one in schism. If you're defending the faith, you're not the one in schism. Oh, you, oh but I'd be being disobedient. Really? Disobedient to a tyrant? Whoo! Imagine that! Sarahada. I wouldn't trust not a one of you to fight in combat. Not one. Not in any real way. Can't be bothered to do an exorcism? <laughs> Guess what? Maybe, you know what? Maybe, maybe if, like, legit, if you're a bishop out there and you're not willing to do an exorcism, a solemn exorcism yourself, like, hey, the exorcist says, hey, I want faculties. Don't worry about that. I'll be down there tomorrow. We'll do this together. <sighs> what a movie that would make. Doesn't even have to be graphic. It'd be like it could legit just be like documentary, this, that, and the other. A little bit here, there. Can you imagine how stunned the demon would be to have the bishop himself walk in the door? Like legit. Think about that for just a moment. Do you understand how shocked the devil would be if a bishop walked through the door and actually conducted the solemn rite of exorcism? 
Because you know how many bishops around the world I could see actually performing a solemn rite of exorcism today? Rhymes with not one. Not one. And if you can't go into that battle, then why the heck would I take you to spiritual war? Why would I fight alongside you? Why should I fight alongside you? Like, legit, if you're too much of a wuss to step into the room, knowing full well as a, as, as a bishop that demons can do what to you? Oh, that's right, no and freaking thing. Legit, all you gotta do is actually, oh wait, oh, 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 me, I think I found it. I think I found the reason why not a one of you would go. Because not a one of you has actually taken the sacrament of confession seriously. That's really where we're at with this, isn't it? Because before you go walking in, you got to be clean. You got to be like legit clean. And the first thing you'd have to confess is your incapacity to defend the faith. <laughs> That's why you won't do it. <laughs> Actually, I'm pretty sure that's it. I'm pretty sure that's it. Why won't you go into battle? Why won't you do that? Because the first thing you're going to have to do is you're actually going to have to walk into the confessional before you go in and, and, go, and go try to take that stuff down. I mean, granted, you're the bishop, so I mean, it's a <laughs> finite amount of things, but they're going to sling every single bit of that back at you. Every single bit, and they're going to come at you with every one of those nasty little things who for a layman might just be a venial sin, but for you... Excellency is mortal. All that mealy mouth crap you say about, oh, well, we really like, we really can't speak out that much against abortion. No, we won't condemn Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi for that abortion. Yes, we know we should have actually banished them from the church years ago, but, well, see, what happened was. And you get to have all that thrown back in your face. I'm sure there's a couple of bishops out there who probably wouldn't have to worry about that. Maybe one or two. Actually, I think only two. Legit, I think only two. And the reason is because one of them's all the way out in Kazakhstan. And the other one is retired. And so he was probably actually able to already go to confession, probably made a very long general confession. I'm just guessing. But the rest of you? All of the rest of you? And by the way, I don't, I'm sorry to say this, I really actually am because I like him a lot. I really do. But I don't recall Cardinal Seurat excommunicating Emmanuel Macron. Just saying.
Do you guys want to impress me, bishops? Consecrate good priests as bishops. Raise solid priests to the episcopacy. And then shield them from all the church politics. Just put them out there and let them carry on. Let them carry on as successors to the apostles. And yes, does that mean that Pope Francis is going to get really mad and probably throw you out of the church? Yes, that's exactly what it means. Except, that, except, except, and this is the big except. Actually, there's a couple of accepts. But we're going to hit the first one, which is obvious. If you consecrate a bishop without the approval of the Pope, who's actually going to defend the faith, who's actually willing to carry the fight straight to the devil... If you consecrate one of them, you know what's going to happen? Pope Francis is going to throw you out. It's invalid. He's going to throw them out. Still invalid. Because they'd be willing to defend the faith. Because they actually take their solemn vow before God seriously. And then you just shield them from the rest of the politics. Don't even, bother, don't even worry about the other stuff. Seriously. Legit. Yes. Are there some other things I'm probably leaving out there? Probably. But do you want to protect the faith? Do you actually want to carry forward the faith? Or do you just want to sit there in your happy little cassock with the little red trim and the little, and your and your cute little hat with the ability to wear your, your nice little miter, your cheap, chintzy, felt banner miter? Not a one of you uses cloth of gold anymore. Think we had noticed that? You guys don't actually take your office seriously. You haven't in, what, 70 years? None of you do. Not Bishop Barron, not Archbishop Vigneron, neither Bishop nor Cardinal Dolan, excuse me, neither Bishop nor Cardinal Tobin, excuse me. And don't get me wrong, I like Bishop Tobin well enough, but where's your spine? You want, have you performed a solemn exorcism? Have you gone toe-to-toe -to -toe with the devil? I don't think so. Because if you'd have gone toe-to-toe -to -toe with the devil, then you would not be cowed on Twitter. You would be bolder when you go to actually put out a tweet. Assuming you even bother putting out your own tweets. Because if the devil can't scare you, then surely the Twitter mob is nothing. But you, just like the rest of them, are weak. And that's weak at best. At best. Because a lot of your brother bishops are horrid. Forget weak. They're weak-kneed, weak-willed, unvirtuous. Traitors. They don't take their vows to Christ seriously. They don't take their vows to God seriously. And they're going to get a comeuppance? Un Do you understand that there's not a single faithful Catholic who doesn't know that a bishop who rejects his vow is doomed? And let's be real. Most of you guys have been rejecting that vow for what? 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years? You guys haven't taken that vow seriously. You probably haven't taken that vow seriously since you were in seminary. And I'm guessing, given the pedigree of some of you, that you didn't even take it seriously then. Why? Because maybe, 
maybe if you took it seriously, you wouldn't have engaged in sodomy in sem in seminary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. But it's okay. You can go ahead and destroy the institutional church. It's fine. You can you can make the curia a laughingstock around the world. The Pope can become the Pope, but can become the puppet of the New World Order all he wants. He can promote his Laudato Si's and his Amoris Laetitia's and his Carita Amazonias and all of them. He can promote his Pachamamas in the whole nine yards. He can go right ahead. Because I can guarantee he's never gone into a solemn exorcism either. Never mind the fact that if he were to, he's the vicar of Christ. I'm just moderately certain that if the Holy Father walks into a room for a solemn exorcism, that demon's dunskies. Successor of St. Peter. Vicar of Christ, Supreme Pontiff. Hang on. You know, I like Supreme Pontiff. It sounds really cool, but it's not nearly as cool sounding as Pontifex Maximus. Vicar of Christ the King. I can guarantee if the Holy Father walks into a room to conduct a solemn exorcism, he's probably not, he probably, in all honesty, doesn't have to do more than make the sign of the cross.
He'd probably get done with, he probably could actually say the words in the name. He could probably say, I command you in the name of Jesus. And by the time, and, and not even have to finish the sentence before that joker just hops the heck out. But he won't. Porque él no creo. Él no tiene la fe. No la fe supernatural. La única fe que él tiene es el fe de la tierra. La fe ecologo, ecologia. Gracious. You can tell I want to, oh, I'm like, like I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to balance it out because my brain is cracking apart because I desperately just want to start screaming into the microphone. And I'm sure you could probably tell. The only faith that the Holy Father seems to have is the faith in ecology, the faith of the earth. La fe de pacha pendeja. I do hope, actually, at this point, I'm going to put the explicit content warning on this thing, so I do hope that you were able to catch that before you got in here. Because as much as I'm trying desperately, desperately to keep enough control that I don't descend into vituperations, The fact is, is that we're talking about a topic. We're talking about a topic that is so central, so core to the human to human existence. We're talking about a topic so central to the church. Coriesus agratismo miserere nomis. Mater dolorosa ora pro nomis. Domine ostende facem tuum et salvierimus. There's not a one who I would take to combat with me. Not one. Couldn't trust him in a room with a demon. Some of them have probably, quote unquote, sold their souls. At least one still in office today has has been party to that thing that happened in the book Windswept House. They may not have participated in it, but they covered it up and they helped. Not one. Not one with enough spine to just consecrate another bishop. And I'm going to be blunt. The Society of St. Pius X has four bishops. Y'all need to get off your duff and do it too. Because what happens when you die and there's no more bishops for the society? Who's gonna who is going to who's gonna who's gonna ordain the priests? Huh? I know there's not nearly enough priests in the society to go around to go around and doing doing the priestly ministry and then turning around and trying to do exorcism and stuff too. But where's the bishops? 
realmente, where are you? Everybody's caught up in some kind of politics. I think at this point, we just need to go. I think at this point, you want to save the church, you consecrate more bishops, you ordain more priests, you put them through the seminaries, like the, like the Institute of Christ the King, the Fraternal Society of St. Peter, the, the Institute of the Good Shepherd, the Society of St. Pius X, and you just roll. Just roll. Put the top down in the car and go speeding off the cliff. Because this isn't a normal cliff. This is just a secular cliff. This is the, oh my goodness, you defied the Pope cliff. I think you'll find when you come to the edge that the car just keeps going. That canyon that you think you see isn't there. There's just more road. It's a narrow road. It's a tiny road. A little country road. Might even only be one lane. Y'all need to get up and move. Y'all need to do. Not, <clears throat> look, <laughs> we talk about all of the, oh, you need to take action. I'm only interested in one action. I'm interested in the ordination and, and consecration of defenders of the faith. Period. Full stop. You guys are caught up in that whole, oh, le the legalism. Well, what about this? And what about that? Oh, this, that, and the third. Oh, hey, guess what? Newsflash. Code of Canon Law, 1983. In defense of the faith, Bishop, you can, in fact, tell the Pope to go pound sand. For the salvation of souls, according to 1983 Code of Canon Law, you can tell the Pope to go, to go pound sand and consecrate some freaking bishops. And go out and ordain some priests, some quality, hardcore, quality priests. But if you don't get off your dead behinds and do so, the Catholic faith is going to die. And I can guarantee you, and here's the thing. You want to put off the end times? You keep providing bishops who can consecrate more good priests, who can preserve the faith. Don't need a whole bunch of them, but as I understand it, the four bishops that were consecrated by Archbishop Marcel Lefebvre, God rest him, may he pray for us. They're pretty crusty old right now too. So they better get off they better get off their sack of potatoes and do something. Otherwise society's not going to have any bishops. If society doesn't have any bishops, they don't have anybody to consecrate. The, they don't have anybody to ordain the priests. And if they don't have anybody to ordain the priests, mira, the Society of St. Pius X is dead. It will be dead. D-E-D, -D, dead. For those of you who get the Cannonball Run reference. You don't start, like, legit actually consecrating some replacements. Do you honestly think that the that the post-conciliar church is going to consecrate a bishop? Do you think there is, like, back, let's, let's back up. Do you honestly think that any of the graduates of the society seminaries, when all of the society priests die, do you honestly think that any bishop from any part of the church is going to come by and say, okay, yeah, I'll consecrate your priests. Pendejo, por favor, you're out of your mind. You are out of your mind if you think, oh, hey, here's the final opportunity to put an end to these pesky trads. Oh, but we still got this, and we still got that. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, cool, bet. Bet. 
If you don't... <laughs> bishops of the Society of St. Pius X, if you don't consecrate more bishops to replace you, no one else will, and your society is dead. That will be the end. Ah, but that would be schismatic. Not according to code. Not according to 83 canon law. According to 83 canon law, they have to put you on trial. And if they don't put you on trial, oh, they could say, well, they excommunicated themselves. That is not true. 83 code of canon law says they have to try you. So you better get off your butts and do something. FSSP. I don't know what y'all were thinking, not actually hurry up, hurrying up and getting some priests, but you screwed yourselves. Or hurrying up and getting some bishops, but you screwed yourselves. You broke off, you broke off, you're like, oh no, we're absolutely doing this, that, and the other. Oh, okay, that's cool. You, do you dodged it, but do you really think before too long that there's going to be any bishop in the world who's going to consecrate your priests? They're already moving to they're already moving to choke out your seminaries. Your seminaries, the seminaries of the Institute of Christ the King Sovereign Priest. The seminaries of the Institute of the Good Shepherd. Your number is going to be up if there's no bishops to consecrate your priests. It'll, it'll be the most it'll be the most obviously predictable death of the traditional movement. It'll be obviously predictable. Oh, well, we'll just wait for a replacement of Pope Francis to repeal Traditionis Custodis. Really? You really think that's going to happen? Newsflash, guys. This guy might not be valid. Pretty sure he's not. In all honesty, the data indicate that he's not valid. So the only one who's actually going to be able to save the day is if the Holy Father Pope Benedict actually come. Como se puede? How in the heck is he going to do that? He'd have to come out of the Vatican first. There have to be some kind of secret consecration. I don't know. I don't even know how you would pull that one off. Can't ask him for permission. Hey, maybe you get permission from Pope Michael. He might do something. Do you see where you're at? Dear family, listeners, I understand that this has been um, blunt. This has been challenging. This has been aggressive. This has definitely played into the irascible nature that I have. Which is weird because I'm not a choleric person. I'm actually sanguine and a little bit phlegmatic. <clears throat> but this has definitely been one of those podcasts that has, that, that has sort of keyed into the irascibility in my nature. If you know a priest, listen to this with him. It's pretty much the only way you're going to get them. If you happen to know a bishop, even if it happens to be the bishop of the Diocese of Great Falls and Billings, I don't mind getting in trouble. Honestly, legit, I don't care. I will gladly get in trouble for this if he defends the faith. Now, if he doesn't, then I'm going to tell him to go pound sand because he's got no authority. You don't want to defend the faith? Hey, I don't care. You actually, Excellency, do not know me, even though you, even though we have met. We met at a rosary prayer at Planned Parenthood in Great Falls. But you don't know me. 
Couldn't pick me out of a lineup, I can guarantee that. Well, actually, you probably could. I tend to be kind of obvious when I go places. But you want to defend the faith, you like legit. You can you can drop the hammer on me all you want, but I can tell you right now that if you do not defend the faith, I don't care what you do. I'm going to ignore you. Oh, well, we still preserve four Latin mass communities. Bro, do you know how big your state is? Like, do you know how big your diocese is? Four in the whole diocese. Oh, well, the guy in Helena got rid of it. Yeah, but it, <laughs> conveniently, the guy in Helena also has got two, it also has two society chapels. Two society chapels in his in his diocese. Society of St. Pius X. Oh, they're skizzy. I don't care what you think. They're definite. Of all of the descriptors that you can make, schismatic is not one of them. By the way, you can't even be called schismatic for doubting who the Pope is. Just figured I'd let you know. That's actually in there. <laughs> so you can be doubtful about whether or not Pope Francis is actually the Pope, and you're still not schismatic. Now, if you think the C is vacant, uh, you might be a little bit closer. But you left four locations, and none of them near me, none, none of them within a decent drive, and none of them where I can go on Sundays and Holy Days of Obligation. So you can go pound sand with your four parishes, with your four, with your four Latin, Latin Mass locations. I don't care. Because I can't get to them. It is easier for me to drive the 200 miles to the Society of St. Pius X than it is to try and track down where you tucked away those four Latin mass communities. You think I drive 200 miles because it's a personal choice? You're a moron if you think that. 200 miles. $60 in gas. I have a pretty fuel-efficient car. I don't drive that distance out of personal desire. Oh, well, I prefer. Bro, I don't even get the spells. I don't even get the smells and bells most of the time. I drive 200 miles to go to a low mass. I don't get the solemn high mass with the bells and the smells and the choir and the Gregorian chant and the whole nine yards. I go there just for a reverent sacrifice the way God asked. Because of what God wants. Not because of what I want. Because if, if, like, legit, if I was leaving my faith completely up to me, I would just go to the little Novus Ordo whatever. In fact, actually, if I were leaving my faith, let's be blunt. If I were leaving my faith completely up to me, I wouldn't even go to church. If it were totally up to me, why would I bother? You don't care. None of your brother bishops care. I could leave the church. You don't give a wit. You don't care about my soul. At least when I drive 200 miles, I get a priest who cares about the salvation of my soul. And yes, that is an accusation, both accusation and condemnation of how you run your diocese. The priest in my local area, oh, he's happy to see me. He's glad when I show up, but he also knows I ain't about it.
I had to restrain myself from snatching a life out of the heifer right next to me who stood to receive the Eucharist in her hand. I don't think... I don't think people understand. That heifer almost got her neck broke over that. Over that. Because it's blasphemy. It is sacrilege. But you don't care. Not a one of you bishops out there care. Not a one. Sacrilege is a violation of the first and second commandments. Sacrilege is worse than abortion. But you don't care. Because if you did care, you'd fix it. If you did care, you would make a change. If you did care, you'd tell the rest of your brother bishops to go pound sand. You're going to do the right thing by God, but you don't care. And you certainly don't care enough to save. You don't care enough to sacrifice some sort of penalty that they don't have the authority to inflict on you. You don't care. So why would I give a whit about what you have to say? Why would I care about what it is that you... Why, why should I care about what you say if you can't even defend the faith? Which is your job. 2,000 years it's been passed down and it's going to end with you. Why? Because you're a freaking coward. Or a traitor. One of those two. Possibly both. You want to prove me wrong? Take your happy behind over to a general confession and walk into a solemn rite of exorcism and do it and do the job yourself. Bet you won't. Bet they scare you right out, right out of your little panties. I know that's going to be hard to hear for a bishop or a priest, but if you happen to know one, like I said, bring it. Bring it. I'd be more than happy to ignore them just as much as they ignore the faith. Oh, you sound like you've got nothing but contempt for them. No, I've got nothing but contempt for their cowardice. I've got nothing but contempt for their treason. I want to see them act like bishops. Do you understand? I would drop everything to defend a real bishop. One who defends the face. I would drop everything. I would attend all of their masses. I would contribute to all of their contributions. I would do the whole thing if they would just defend the freaking faith. But they won't. So what am I worried about? Oh, you're not allowed to have Catholic in your, in your podcast title. Pfft, I don't make any money off it, so what do I care? Actually, I take it. I'll make like five bucks. You want me to have your back? 
It's pretty easy. Have God's back. Do your job. Do what you said you were going to do. Do what you promised you were going to do. And do it quickly because, like, legit, all of you crusty old buggers are old. You're a heck of a lot. Like, if we were just if we were to just let natural life carry its way on, notwithstanding me getting struck by lightning as soon as I walk out of here to go smoke a cigarette, I'm a lot further away from death than you are. And yet it occupies my entire being. What I'm going to say to my Lord when the time comes. You'll have nothing to say. You have no defense. Nada. I've got a really great painting that you have to you kind of have to look for it, but there's a bishop in hell. I've got a painting. It shows people going to hell. It shows people going to heaven. It has Christ the King sitting on his throne. It has the Blessed Mother sitting to his right and angels and saints surrounding him up in heaven. And it also has bishops in hell. And while the focus of the whole thing is on heaven, we all know that the vast majority of those people don't actually make it up to heaven. The vast majority of those people get cast into hell. Why? Because bad bishops can't consecrate good priests, can't ordain really good priests. Because you can't give what you don't have. So you are very much unlikely to actually have a good priest in your diocese because you can't give to them the graces that you have because you squander the graces yourself. We all know it. We all, every Catholic, every faithful Catholic knows it. Every faithful Catholic prays. <laughs> hard for a good bishop. We pray so hard for good bishops. Good bishops, good priests. Lord grant us priests. Lord grant us holy priests. Lord grant us many holy priests. Every Mass, every day. And what do you do? Nothing. You write a letter. Well, that's cute. Put up or shut up because the time is coming soon. And I'm not even joking. If you let all, if, if there are no bishops who are willing to consecrate more holy, good bishops, taken from among the best of the priests, That whole end-of-the-world scenario is going to come quicker. Because I can guarantee you that when the last holy bishop is dead, and there's no possibility of another good priest becoming bishop, I promise you that's when, that's when God is going to draw back the curtain, and that's a wrap. And all of you who have squandered it, bye bye Don't hope to see you again. Except from way, way far away across the chasm. Because I'm going to do everything I can to serve the Lord. Period. Full stop. That's all there is to it. The rest of you, I don't know what y'all are doing. I don't know what y'all are trying to do. Anyway, I'm done beating up on y'all. Never broken a sweat praying a rosary. Not ever.
I now understand. I now understand the agony in the garden a little bit better. Not by a long shot, because, oh, Lord. Lord in heaven. <laughs> I know it's nowhere near. I know it's nowhere near. But I now understand. Glory be to God for small miracles, even such as that. You know a priest who wants to reach out to me for this? Go right ahead, Caleb at RadioFreeCatholic.com. Caleb the Mechanic on SP3RN.com. At Mighty Colibri, or just search Caleb the Mechanic on Twitter. You can go to RadioFreeCatholic.com, that crappy little website that I still haven't finished, and you can send me a message through there because it does, it goes straight to my inbox and I will receive it. If you prefer Gmail, you can email me still, radiofreecatholic at gmail.com because I keep that open. <clears throat> you want to talk to me? Shoot me an email. And Caleb at radiofreecatholic.com you actually want to talk, you can find me on Telegram. <clears throat> Again, at Caleb the Mechanic or at Radio Free Catholic. You can even find me on Signal. Priests, bishops, you go to the front of the line. Even if it's just to condemn me, you go to the front of the line. Susan from the Parish Council... No. <clears throat> no, I will excoriate you and I will rip your soul from your body with what I have to say to you. If I can make grown men, hardened warfighters cry with just my words, Susan, you don't stand a freaking chance, so don't even try. The bishops, priests, I want to hear from you. I desperately want to hear from you because I want an explanation. Why? And if you're not willing to give it, I don't care. You want to come out and you want to come out and try and say, "Oh, you can't do this, that, and the other." Go right ahead. We will have that conversation. <clears throat> As for the rest, I really can't believe I recorded something like this during Easter. Have a blessed Easter tide. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.